Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Patch Notes number four. Well, officially it would be number five, but unofficially it's number four. Uh, I'm your solo. Oh, yes. Yes, we're chronically fucked. My name's Manny. Who's here with me today? Well, I mean, it's it's always me. It's, it's always Danny. you. That's right. That's right. It is. It's always yeah, you. So, it's it's. But Danny. you always say like, "Who's joining me?" Like it, it's always me. So it's always you, like, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Danny. Oh, shit. Man. How have you been? Um, like I was just telling you, uh, fucking pulled something on my back, so took a. Took an ibuprofen, chucked that down with the Modelo because it's Modelo time. And, yeah. <laughs> it's I, been I'm a- not gonna lie, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's, it's got me going. It's it's we're doing good, man. Oh, we're doing good so far. All right, you you a little bit buzzed. We have a little high. We've had a good little lengthy hiatus, but we're back because there's there's some news. There's some news in the video game space. Yeah, there's a couple. There's some stuff coming. Yeah, it's it's kind of slow, but. It's not bad. Oh yeah, it's always this kind of slow after E3 because I mean, you just get you get butt fucked with so much information. Like companies just don't have much. We probably won't hear. We probably won't get out of this dry spell until um, September for sure or late August because I know August Gamescon is next. So uh, I don't know. I, know, I don't really, really think anything crazy. I know. I know Gamescon is nothing anymore. Gamescon has always been the space where. Sony or Microsoft or the PC space or any other companies, even Nintendo, might consider it. But Gamescom yeah. is the, uh, the press conference space to reveal new hardware. Not mm-hmm. some, and, and very minimal software, but more importantly, hardware. I don't Which know I don't think we're, we're not. We're, we're getting there, but we're not there yet as far as hardware is concerned. I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty much covering the hardware space. I know... Microsoft is going to be there, particularly, and they're going to reveal, I guess, a few new games. And they're also releasing, they're also announcing and, and showing off a new lineup of new accessories that we're expected to see. So I guess that's something for, for, for the Xbox fans to look forward to. Uh, if it's anything like E3, all that shit's not going to be out till 2019. Uh, it might be maybe this year. Like this year. <laughs> maybe it'll be oh, out yeah, sure. the end of this month or yeah. September. That's what we all thought about Crackdown, huh? Oh, man. Oh, poor old Crackdown. Apparently, Crackdown's little misfortune of uh, being delayed again and again and again is because the whole cloud system is not up to par yet. So that'll have to. I, uh, that'll wait. Excuses. Tell me pretty lies. Pretty, pretty yeah. lies. But uh, anyways, what have you been playing, man, since since we've been away? Um... Um, I remember, I think the last time we were talking, I think the last time we recorded this was during the E3 conferences, yeah, and I was telling you guys I was platinuming uh, Fallout Shelter, which I did. I did platinum that. Um, yeah, and that platinum was just funny. It was, I told you about the exploit, right? That you can just fast yeah. forward time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty easy platinum. Um, um after that, yeah, after that, I, I, uh, I went to uh, I wanted to play a little bit of a platformer, so I went back to Crash. I platinum Crash too. That was fun. 
I haven't played Crash 2. And uh, I just recently got Jurassic Park. Uh, what, what is it? Evolution? I, I have Exolution. What do they call it now? No, it's Evolution. It's just Evolution, yeah. Yeah, which is, um, you know, it's for those, I would say it's, uh, that game is not for people, for for the company that did Planet Coaster, which is like completely like, that they give you the tools to make your own theme park down to like how bushes are shaped and shit like that. This is a very minimalistic um, take on the Tycoon games. There's not really much creativity-wise you can do. It's bare bones. But I'm, yeah, I wouldn't say it's bare bones either. It's kind of like you don't – like, um, I guess it's unfair to compare it to the original Tycoon, but let's go in and compare it for fuck's sakes. Uh, like the original Rollercoaster Tycoon, you had to worry about, like, not only just your attractions and your guest ratings and stuff like that, too, as well as, like, the establishments of the buildings, uh, maintenance, and as well as, uh, you know, stands for food and water and stuff like that. Um, here, you pretty much just only need to make restaurants, um, a gift shop. Uh, you don't really have to worry, um, like the original Tycoon games, you had to worry about bench placements and light pulses so that way people actually have places to sit and relax. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, so I'm assuming everybody and their mom just has a freaking that they don't work, they don't need, uh, they have the stamina in the world that they don't need to sit down. Um, so you don't have to worry about benches and all that stuff. You still have to worry about, you know, maintaining your stuff. Um, all the creativity part is put into the dinosaurs because they take um, the uh jurassic park world approach to it which is the whole uh how you construct the dinosaurs via their genomes so there's creativity as far as that goes just you know you can just have a basic raptor you can change the color skin of the raptor and infuse it with different animals to make it more deadly or more attack or more defensive or stuff like that so there's a little bit of creativity with that um it's definitely a great game to introduce someone to tycoon games and if they can fall in love with it like i did then you can def then you'll know oh yeah i definitely love these type of tycoon games and from there i would be like i would recommend yeah play planet coaster uh play the original roller coaster tycoon games uh play like those tycoon simulators because they're really really fun and i honestly this i don't tell a lot of people that but um when i was growing up um uh, my parents didn't let me play um, consoles. I wasn't allowed to play my consoles or Game Boy uh, during the weekdays because it was school. So I had to resort to um, playing on the computer. And I had my first year playing uh, paint and pinball and stuff like that. But I had to order games off the Scholastic. Remember Scholastic? Uh, what do you call it? The, yeah, the Scholastic Fair. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they would sometimes have games on there, and most of the times that the games that were there, or all the times, they were ensured that they were educational games that were meant to, you know, to stimulate the mind. Like, you have your Oregon Trails, you have your roller coasters, you have your stuff like that. Um, So that that's how I... Tycoon Coaster? Yeah. Those games were big on the, on, the, on the Scholastic thing. Oh, yeah, that's how I got into it. Pretty much in there. That's how I got into it, to be honest. It was a sense. That's, that's how I. Mhm. Mm it was pretty. Cool. Um. Yeah, that's how I got into it. So that that's that's how I got into coaster games because it was either play that or go back on paint. So I didn't really have a choice. So that's how I found love. That's how I fell in love with the tycoon games. So I've always had a spot spot for tycoon games. It's just unfortunate that a majority of the time the market for tycoon games have kind of shifted to the mobile portion of it, where it's always that pay to win type of crap. Um, I'm hoping that this that 
these people, especially someone that's big, well known, like the people that made Pony Coaster, um, that they'll that this is like a, a market. It's not a niche market. Like this is a market of people that actually want to play a console tycoon game on a console, and that's always been something I wanted. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully it sells well. I like it. Um, honestly, I would like it. Um, I wouldn't probably recommend the sixty dollar price tag. I still think that maybe it would probably have done better if it was a forty dollar game and digital only. But you know, it's it's still gonna. I mean, it obviously needs to pay for the licensing because it is using the dinosaurs. I mean, and 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 all the ones that you know are here. So you have the ones from the old school Jurassic Park. Uh, movies you also have the newer ones too and even the spliced up fucking demons that they like the Adominus rex and the Dominus uh raptor are in the game as well which are the two new dinosaurs from world and uh fallen kingdom so i mean that's cool too and i've heard that they were going to support it i heard they're really good at supporting the game um so you know um i think it's cool i just think that it probably should have been a little bit more on the cheaper side when it came out but that's what i've been playing i'm been loving the hell out of it huh is that uh, is that it <laughs> yeah i That's i kind of went there pretty much it yeah well what about hey, you what have you been playing me i actually started playing uh that indie game that's a total love letter to the Mega Man x series in particular 20xx i don't know if you heard of it it's been around for about a year now it got kickstarted and they oh you know what yes yes okay i remember i remember i've heard about it yeah it came out digitally on a steam and a pc or sorry ps4 switch and xbox so yeah i've been having fun with that just play me some classic uh some homage to uh to the Mega Man x series you know i love the Mega Man x series to death and it's funny that's honestly something i've never played it's 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 crazy. Like I know a lot of people say, like I think Mega Man five, no, Mega Man seven and eight, or six and seven are bad, but the rest are good. Like the first half of the Mega Man X series is pretty good, and then like the second half is kind of janky. But it's fun, and it's fun, and it's it's cool. It's a, it's one of those classic Super Nintendo games that I really enjoyed playing. And then the when the PlayStation came around for me as well, I played those too. I played, I think I played five. Seven and six. I never went to eight. Aren't they re-releasing like the like? I know yeah. they did it for the, the major classics, but the X series, like X one through five, is like on one disc. And it's, it's coming out. It's coming out uh, the twenty fourth. And and there's an issue with the Switch version of that people are complaining about highly, and that's the fact that the first half of the games, basically, I think one X one through four or five or four maybe are released mm-hmm. on the cartridge and oh, the yeah, yeah. half you have to download them completely well i mean that's the thing that switch has always had i mean they did that with the original trilogy too um with the original classics, yeah, you're, but... you're right but here's a problem though uh a lot of people are putting the finger at Capcom because i think they cheaped out on the memory card because i they think did. The, the highest memory card the switch can do right now is 32 gigabytes if i'm not mistaken right uh, or yeah, thirty-two, I think, or sixteen. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it's thirty. I believe it, I, I believe it is thirty-two too. But yeah, I do agree because I mean, dude, I can emulate these things on a RetroPie, and I can swear to you that I've have all the Mega Man games on a RetroPie that I think I have like sixteen gigs of. Yeah, it's 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 crazy that 
that they're having this issue because I know Capcom seems to have these ups and downs with the community ever since the debacle with Street Fighter way back when on the seventh generation or the sixth generation, sorry, of the, mm-hmm. of the PS3 and 360 where the DLC was being locked in the game. You needed to purchase a key to have it. And it's kind of like that up and down with Capcom still. Like, And when they re-release these series with what they always have some sort of debacle like this, which kind of saddens me because I shouldn't have to download half of these games online. They, they should all fit in the cartridge just fine. I believe for the Switch version, it was the same problem with the Mega Man Classics. That's, I could have <laughs> sworn it, it was... And that, that like, funnels mean that that was an uproar too, and that it, they let it happen again with the X series. That's that's really uh, I mean, this is also the people that think that people from Japan want to play Resident Evil Seven on the Switch, but they have to be at home playing it off of a streaming device. So I mean, I mean, <laughs> to its credit, the cloud is possible on the Switch. It is possible, but there's like I've, we've mentioned this before, and we've done, also done this on the podcast too. I've, uh, we I still don't believe that cloud gaming is 100 percent here oh, no. at all. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's so I, I think if they would have done the option of allowing people to either buy it phys- well, let's just let's just say physical out of the equation. Let's just say digitally, or you can choose to stream it. Well, the streamer version being a little bit more cheaper would at least give people options. I think options is just what people want. Because there's still the people like me that don't want to be forced into this digital only era, and I'm I'm taking that to my grave. I refuse to be digital at all. I get you. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. It's uh, but, um, those things where the where internet's still unreliable in a lot of parts, or almost to the point of non non-existent. So yeah, it is a concern still. Yeah. Not having those things, but um. Yeah, aside from playing 20XX, um, nothing much. I mean, I tried to, I played some Sonic, Sonic Mania, or yeah, Sonic Mania. I played that. I'm not, plus. Plus. I'm not getting plus. I don't want to get plus because <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to get plus only just for the fact that it's an actual physical copy of the game. And, and so have, that's, you seen, have you seen the inside cover when you open the, the physical box? I honestly have not yet. So get this. I saw this today. Apparently, when you open up the Switch physical box, you know how there's mm-hmm. like they have a um, flippable uh, uh, front covers for your cases. Uh huh. So get this. There's like basically in the so on the outside, it's a modern looking Switch. Let me guess. You can turn it to a Genesis. Yep, it's Genesis. Uh, like a Genesis box game box, as if it would be like that. That's dope. To the That's core. Dope. It's a pretty cool little thing that you can it, – it's literally as if it was marketed in the 90s in the Genesis. It's like the front cover. Well, I mean, this is this is from the same people. These are Remember, these are just fans that made this game. And, I mean, they're collector edition. We, me and Lauren have the collector edition of Sonic Mania. And, I mean, it's dope. I mean, it's just badass. It's just like – like, I can't say I'm the biggest Sonic fan in the world. I mean, I love 3 and I like the adventure games. But uh, it was just it was it was a badass like homage to to fans that really love it and yeah. you know you know and I I'm honestly thinking about plus the thing is though is that we bought I mean we bought the collector edition um I bought a digital copy of it I don't feel like throwing down more money I wish that um 
Ah, I wish I can just upgrade. Uh, is there an option if you have it digitally to just upgrade? I think there the is. I think I, I I believe you have to pay instead of the thirty dollars. I don't know if you have to pay like either fifteen or twenty bucks. See, that's still kind of steep because I mean, it's just is yeah, it, it's kind of steep. New levels? Like I know there's two new characters, but is it like new levels? Two new two new levels, I think, and two new bosses. And but then again, like the only thing that. I've seen people, and one of the common critiques with Mania is that it reuses a lot of stages. So, are those two new levels new stages, or are they just remastered? Yeah, apparently one of the one of the 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 modes uh, on the Plus Edition are also a remix mode. So we basically you play the stages again in the remix in a certain different way to replay them. So it, I guess. The idea is it's never the same. It's it's not really much of a thing. That's a that's a, that's a gimmick at most. I mean, I could see it being a cute little tack on if you already have plus. Um, pretty much for those that don't have Sonic Minium, I would say get the plus edition. It seems like you're getting much more. But definitely the takeaway would be definitely get Mania. That was a a hell of a of a love letter and definitely one of the best Sonic games we've had in God knows how long. Yeah, it's been a long time. I think it's honestly since Sonic Heroes, honestly, well, no, the people say colors is good. Some people even say generations is good. Yeah, generations is pretty much the centerpiece at right now. Yeah, I was hoping forces would be it, but uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's live okay. And, live and learn. Live and let die. Yeah. Um, no, live and learn. Uh, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> one day down the road I mean, as much as people want to argue that that game's that series is trash i love 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 the sonic adventures series adventure i love it. i dig it I, that's, I, I, that's those are the most vivid times in my life when i had the dreamcast and i would hear the music in particular for every the music i I'm not even, I mean, not even the Dreamcast. I'm talking GameCube versions, too. I played the hell. Honestly, like, if I were to break up my GameCube and, like, look at, like, times, honestly, behind Smash Brothers and Pikmin 2, um, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle would be, like, one of the top games that I played the hell out of on that disc. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, because I know one of the most vivid songs, one of the most catchy songs was Amy's, Amy's uh, theme. You know what? I wasn't into it, but um, I'm not sure if you also know too. But um, they re- they released both soundtracks on a vinyl. Oh wow! Uh, for Sonic and Sonic Adventure Two, which I did purchase. But there's a little bit of a backlash. Uh, there's a little bit of a backlash with those records. Um, just long story short, um, pretty much the way that they recorded them, they have the tendency of super skipping. Long story short is I got one my, um, my fiance got me uh copies of them of one and two. Um I played them, I found out that they skipped. Uh we sent them uh, sent an email to them. They got us another copy for free, both both of them. And I found out that those skipped as well and it was very bad. So no 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 the company just said, you know what, we've been getting problems like this. It's it's not your guys' fault, it's not your record, it's not nothing, it's just a on our bad, but you know what? We noticed that you guys, you have been like this. I guess it was like a higher up. It had to be a manager for sure to make this call, but they were just like, you know what? You guys have been really respectful of us. You've been like answering back and forth. You haven't been yelling. You haven't been like 
like you know bitching and moaning like people can do when yeah. they're doing like verses. so they, they were just like you know what both records we don't we don't want them back both sets you can have both sets and even if you can't play through all of them there are some songs you can still play and you can still enjoy the guy was just like you know what just keep one for you to play and keep another set and you can frame them and i'm pretty sure you'll love them because you're a big sonic adventure fan so something that cost us 80 dollars, we got a refund back and got two sets of them for free but um the reason why i brought that up was that i heard amy's um i like i, I used to just skip amy's because i didn't really like amy's stages but um that's a banger and when i was listening to him <laughs> yeah it was catchy as shit yeah, I, I ended I ended up falling in love with uh with that. But yeah, the long super, super long story short, I have actual physical two sets of physical records of Sonic Adventure one and two music. Which Did you purchase it? Uh I believe it was Fan Gamer. Oh wow. Cool. But um yeah, that's just the thing though, is that um they actually let us in some insights. Um apparently I'm not sure if this is hundred percent true, I'm just going by what the guy said. Okay. But um actual records that are colored have a tendency of when they get recorded that the the way that the record's made, it has a tendency of skipping. So if you ever buy records that have colors on them, they might skip. What do you mean by colors? Like, you know how records are typically black, right? Right. So, for example, I'll use uh, Sonic Adventure uh, 1. My Sonic Adventure 1 album, the it has two sides, uh, record A and record B. Record A is blue and record uh and um yeah record a is blue and the other one is white and then for sonic adventure 2 record a is uh is uh dark blue for sonic and then it's uh dark red for shadow wow which are i mean they're amazing they're beautiful and plus when you if you buy them too they also give you uh inside the vinyls you also get a digital code to download the whole soundtrack digitally so for the price so you got a digital uh, copy as well as a physical CD copy. But um, I would just say, you know, if you want them, get them. They're definitely uh, worth the money. Uh, just be buyers beware. They may not work. Um, I've had some people say that some of theirs have worked, but there's a lot of people that have also said that they haven't gotten them to work. So, um, yeah, with the grain of salt. That's pretty good, man. That's a good deal. That is a great deal. That's pretty cool, bro. I forgot what the hell we were going to talk about. I think we spent like 22 minutes talking about just stuff, that, just random shit. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I guess well, there is kind of a bit of a drought right now because it is the summer. And uh, there's yeah. not much going on, but it's going to start yeah, picking up. It's going to start picking up soon. So hopefully, I guess what well, we wanted to get into some news. Uh, first up, just to get it out of the way, because... It's no big deal. I guess mm-hmm. we can talk about uh, Fortnite. You know Fortnite. Oh, oh, that's definitely. Everybody and everybody's mom knows yeah, that's definitely. It's definitely a no big deal for yeah. sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I've told you this, and I'm pretty sure I've said it before. I, I'll say it again. I really don't give a shit about Fortnite. I really I don't, don't. either. I don't get it. I mean, uh, to have it on the Switch was a lovely addition. Oh my God! They must. No, for some, for some people, for some people, that was um, a godsend. Um, it's not like I'm bad at the game or anything. Like I've won my fair share of matches. Um, it's just the extent that people play this game, like for hours and hours. 
Uh, for me personally, like if I'm gonna get completely personal, I'll just be honest and say because I can't physically get a trophy on it, it loses appeal to me. Yeah. The thing is, is that I also don't like that I have to purchase something in order on a free to play mode for me to get some sort of unlock gratification. Yeah, that's how I get and you. Even then, the unlocks are just emotes that are not to. I wouldn't even consider them emotes. Like the whole throwing. Like an emoji is not. That's a meme. And then just dances, which are pretty much just meme dances in and of its own. Um, you know what? I I left it at that. And I've had people, I've had customers come up to me when they find out their gamers. I have coworkers that are finding out now that I'm a gamer, and they're just like, "Oh, do you play Fortnite?" I'm just like, "No." The no. I was like, "No." I I, I play uh God of War. I play Zelda. I play uh. Uh, I play real games, like dude, like I don't play Fortnite. Um, and you know, it's just whatever. But I mean, I, games making bank, so I don't want to be a hater. I mean, you might be a hater, but everybody else around the world isn't because it broke one billion dollars with a capital B. I mean, it was bound to happen at one point. We all knew it was going to happen. I was surprised honestly, how fast it happened, though. It's not really about how fast. I mean, nowadays, people will throw down money for random shit. But it's just... I mean, look at something like Pokemon Go. I mean, I, didn't that break, like, one billion, like, in the first month or so? Uh, I wouldn't say... I don't think a billion. I think half a billion. I don't want to say... Think, okay, something, yeah, something about that. But, I mean, um... I mean, it's just... um. It's just a popularity ride. I mean, to be honest, I didn't think that this was going to last as long as it did, and it's still going. And actually going strong enough to the fact that it can be trending when the Season 5 started. So, um, I mean, hey, you got to get your Drakes and your uh, your ninjas in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just kind of just dropped it off at the. At this point, I'm not even gonna bother wasting my time trying to describe why I won't like it. I'm just gonna tell people, you know what? If you like it, play it, have your fun. You know, um, you know, have your fun. I guess play what you want. Um, there's people that love to play Destiny too. Like still, just, <laughs> I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm in denial. I mean, people can also look at me and say, well, you still play Rock Band 4. And, yeah, you're right. I still do, I guess. I, they're like, oh, you're still playing a dead genre of music game uh, for an oversaturated market that killed itself. And I can be, yeah, you're, you're right. I am. But, um, yeah. hey, uh, congrats to Epic. I mean, way to turn a, a failed project into a, a billion-dollar uh market i mean hell more power to them right it was epic right they were epic. Yeah, it's epic it's it's probably the most money they've ever made in a long long time that's for damn sure <laughs> uh it just sucks that uh what else oh, i'm missing something they used to make something what did they used to make before fortnite they did uh they did the gears series, series yeah it just sucks that those uh that those people that may like still cling onto the old epic style of like big uh big uh cinematic uh gun battles like uh the original Gra and Gra 
uh, too, um, that they probably won't ever, ever in the history of working at Epic will ever get a chance to actually go back and formulate because they're probably just going to be forcing them to make the next uh, Fortnite 2 or something like that for the rest of their lives. So as far as I can see, um, the original Epic, as we know it, is dead, and this is the new millennial Epic. Yeah, that's 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 a big time. So I mean, hey, they're making them money. So who am I to complain? I mean, yeah, they can go back and make military shooters and make uh make a a cool couple of G's, or they can make a billion and fucking just make a battle royale. So I mean, hey, congrats to them. One billion. Here's the two billion, and hopefully by then it'll be dead. Yeah, I mean. A lot of people are theorizing that the Fortnite is all hype right now and it should die off by the end of this year. Uh, I, I I don't know about that. Um, just because we are still getting, like, the only way I can honestly see it dying is it doesn't look like it's going to die through uh, through just getting bored and tedious because this has been, this is season five. People are still playing it like hotcakes. Um, I just want to say it's okay. It's going to be oversaturation and we'll see because we are getting a battlefield and Call of duty version of it. So, I mean, depending on how those two do, we might even see everybody else jumping on the battlefield uh, battle uh, Royale train. And Apparently they do theorizing that battlefield five is going to kill Fortnite, which to me is a, uh... I don't believe it. I don't. I don't even think Call of Duty or Battlefield. I I think they'll definitely attract some people. Yeah. I don't think. But at the end of the day, what's got Fortnite over everything else is that free to p. Yeah, free to play. Free to play, good stuff. So I mean, I fork over sixty dollars to play the same thing you're already playing for free, right? Yeah, I know. So, uh, who knows? We'll see. But uh, for right now, you know, just let people. It seems like they, it definitely the momentum has definitely gone a little bit down. I'll say that, but it's still riding strong. So, it is. But I think it's just all hype eventually. We'll see. We'll see by uh by the end of this year what happens. Who knows? You never know. But then again, they are getting support from like. Ubisoft, and then they have the Avengers with Thanos, so I mean... Thanos. Yeah, because they had Thanos um, last season, and this season one of the costumes is... That's one of the costumes... And one of the costumes is uh, is fucking uh, one of the characters from from Rainbow Six Siege, so I mean... They're definitely... uh, Some companies are definitely noticing them, and they're letting them use their intellectual properties for, uh, for this game, so I mean... As long as it's still relevant, they'll make money. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, aside from that, Fortnite is Fortnite. I think it's all hype. I don't get it. It's um, just let the kids play what they want to play. Yeah, it's, it's the kids. It's what the kids want. It's moving on. Play on your phone. Play on your phone. Fuck. Moving on. Uh, we have um, Octopath Traveler for the Switch. Now, yeah. I know you haven't played it much. I've only gone as far as to play the the demo. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why, but 
I think since you've had some experience with it, I think you should go first. Um, as once again, uh, I played maybe like a chapter or two of it. Um, honestly, I haven't touched much of it. Um, just because it's technically the fiance's and uh, she kind of has it now, so she kind of is enjoying the hell out of it. Um, just from what she's told me about the later on stuff, it's it seems like it's a real big grind at some points that you start needing, you definitely just need to start doing some grinding, which is cool. I mean, if you're going to throw back, if you're going to do a whole throwback to the whole eight bit, 16 bit style of RPGs, you might as well throw in the grind. And I'm still under the impression that people, oh, people love the bitch about grinding in games. But the thing is, I've never had a problem with grinding. I've always liked grinding. Um, I think that's part of the aspect of RPGs. And I think at this point, it's either you either when you play your first RPG, you neither know that you like to grind or you don't like to grind. And if you already don't like to grind, stay away from RPGs that are grind based, like your old schools, your Final Fantasies. You can stick things like the Mario, like the Nintendo ones, like your Fire Emblems and stuff like that. You shouldn't have to grind in those. Um, but um. You know, it's still beautiful. Soundtrack's amazing. Graphic-wise, beautiful. Voice acting is definitely uh, questionable. I can definitely yeah. say there's, there's some questionable stuff. But I mean, uh, I mean, the same thing can be said about uh, Breath of the Wild's voice acting too, which I still don't believe. As much as people love that game, I still think the voice acting in Breath of the Wild is uh, very subpar at best. Yeah, a lot of people have that gripe with the game. Um, but I mean, um, it definitely is, uh, it's the looker. It's definitely something that people, um, even the, the, the Mrs. Mom and grandma that aren't in the video games, like saw that that's a huge different looking game compared to what we've all been playing. Keep in mind, they've been watching me play with her for about 10 years. And when they catch and when something catches their eye, like then that's when, you know, you have something different. Because they've seen me play games from Doom to Uncharted to fucking uh, to like Dead or Alive volleyball. They seen me play every single game. <laughs> no, they really have seen me play Dead or Alive volleyball too. Uh, um, but I mean, all those things like yeah, you can look and take a double take, and you're just like, okay, I got that. But for them to actually like look and go like, oh shit, like that looks different. That's unique. I had never seen anything like that before. And that's what I think it's got for it is that Octopath is just a very unique looking game. There's not something else like that on the market right now. And it's interesting because apparently what a lot of people are saying is it's selling out. It is. It is very is. Good luck trying to find a collector's edition of it. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gone. That's gone. Don't even try. That's <laughs> And we have two we have two copies of the collector's edition. I have one for my little brother, and then the missus has hers. Yeah, I'm, and it and it was like it's funny. It was in the top three in the UK uh, NPD charts. It was like number three. Oh wow, really? Number one, right? I don't know who's number two right now. I think it might be. FIFA. I think it is Crush. Um, I think probably God of War is still doing pretty good up there. I think God of War was too. But I know for sure uh, Octopath is number three in the UK. So I think it is an amazing game. Now, for me, I I get this homage. Like Octopath Traveler has everything in old school Final Fantasy has been, right, mm-hmm. in the past. When I played the demo, I enjoyed it. 
And then I got to some certain parts where I'm just like, man, I can't beat this boss yet or this little mini boss because I'm not high leveled yet. Granted, you know what that means, boy? Yeah, granted, I understand the uh, the classic nature of having to grind to succeed and accomplish. I mean, back then, that was really the only way to say, oh, man, this game can't be 10 hours long. It's got to be 20 because they got to grind. That was kind of mm-hmm. like the logic back then, in my opinion, anyways. Story was one thing in the Final Fantasy games. Story was not too much. Don't, don't get me wrong. They were rich. Uh, but a lot of that, if, if you were to rip off or not, if you were to strip off a lot of what the old Final Fantasy games were, coming from the NES, the SNES, even on PlayStation, the old school ones, mm-hmm. you could say to yourself, realistically, this game isn't 20 hours long. Maybe it's half of that or three-fourths of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can look at something like Games Done Quick, where recently they did Final Fantasy VI in seven hours. Yeah, it took him about close to seven hours to complete. The reason he hit seven hours was because he was required because of donation incentives to do 100% of the of the game. So realistically, he probably couldn't finish that game in like five hours. So, And that's knowing exactly what you're doing and taking the grind of those games. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and, and the idea behind that is, man, if he hadn't had to do the 100%, I'm sure there was a lot of methods in the game that were already broken that he could, like, cheat the RNG to death. No, yeah, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about the aspect of he didn't have to grind, like what you're saying. He didn't have to grind to do that, and that was just padding at that point. Grinding has always been padding. Yeah, it's, a, it's been a huge chunk of padding in the old school RPGs or the, the JRPGs of the Final Fantasy because I know... Final Fantasy has been known for that. And I, I, what I liked about the Bravely Default series compared to this one in Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. is the fact that I didn't have to grind so much. It was more streamlined. It was more simple. It was more pretty much stripped down to, like, its core. Like, this is what you do. This is what you can do. You can bonus. You can hit. You can hit. You can hit. But you take – but there's a balance, right, in between that. But there wasn't so mm-hmm. much heavy on the grinding. It wasn't so heavy on the grinding. Octopath Traveler is like is doing that old mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's doing that old school Final Fantasy mentality sort of game, which to a lot of old school players from like the back then, the old generation, really would enjoy. they would enjoy. Yeah, and that's where I'm just I'm puzzled. Like I'm not the most hardcore RPG person ever, so I can't really speak for the RPG fans, but um. I mean, you could do something like that. That's where you have to find a fine balance of it because you can have something super lengthy like seven and you have to sit there and just grind and grind and grind before you can be strong enough to take down certain things. Or you can eliminate the grind completely and do something like, let's say, Final Fantasy 15, where you can literally run through the game and be done with it in 10 hours. And you're just like, oh, that's that's it. Like, I would have thought something like this would have been much more longer. I think a good RPG would be something that you are technically grinding, but you're not really noticing that you're grinding. And a good example of those that I can think off the top of my head, if you just want to say something all old school, I would say the original Mario RPG is something yeah. that you, you were grinding, but you never, you were literally weren't even thinking you were grinding. You were just trying to get to point A to point B and you just happen to have to fight along the way. Um, another thing would be is something along the lines of the Tales of Symphonias, uh, the Tales series in general, 
are always been good with that. That yeah, you never, have. you've never felt like you were under leveled or like yeah, there you would find something that's way over leveled and you're just like okay, obviously that's a side quest or a mini game that I can't do right now. But you never walked into a boss like I, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say Tales of Symphonia because that's the ones that I know. You never walked into bosses with Lloyd and all them. And thought, shit, I'm completely underleveled. Like, you're just like, okay, I barely beat it. Maybe I can take some. And once you beat the boss, you can be like, okay, maybe I should take some time and kind of grind a little bit. Or I can keep. Yeah, or I can keep risking it. Or another one that's good too is simply the Mario. The. Well, not the Paper. Well, originally the Paper Mario series, but um, the Mario and Luigi sagas are always great games that you never felt like you had to grind to. uh, to fight bosses you always felt like you were beating if you didn't grind you always felt like you barely beat them but you knew why you couldn't beat them or why you barely didn't beat them uh, why you barely almost beat them is because you didn't grind but you were still able to you just had to think a little bit more smarter with your moves but yeah that's, a, that's always a conflict thing you just don't know what the balance is you don't know if you should just go hardcore or or anything like that i think that's what Turn me off to Octopod Travelers. Just for my lifestyle at this point in my life, I don't have time to grind. Like, yeah, no, yeah. If you were telling me to go back and do Final Fantasy fourteen, there's no way I would have time to do that nowadays. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things where, like, I think for right now, for in, in today's current market, what's gonna for the people who are interested in playing Octopath Travelers are the ones who don't give a fuck about playing anything else but one game for a really long time. Well, to be fair, also, it kind of works in tangent with the Switch, with the being able to take it anywhere. That's true. That, that's, even, that, that's even more of a given, right? But number two, it's, it's people who miss that old school lifestyle of, like, having to earn your way to the end of the game. Like, from A to B. I think, I, I think that's what makes uh, those old school RPGs so appealing is that you literally progress in the game as you progress in life, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to find some time in your life to progress in this game that you have no clue how long it's going to be until you get there, right? That's the game of life in a way. That's, where people don't know how long it's going to be. That's that's the thing about these old school RPG games that people now as a bonus taking it on the go that's even bigger deal like that's even better for a lot of people you're not stuck yeah. on your TV and playing it right so yeah even on the go that's even better right so that's kind of like what I think appeals so much in the old school sense of what Octopath Traveler is in today's market and why it's so successful right now in the generation of like FPS is only in like free to plays and gimmicks and you know stripped down, broken down, like very straightforward thinking of kind of games. Not not a lot of complexity because there's not a lot of not a lot of thought provoking things to like appeal to either the young, mid mid or old old uh, individuals who who have been some who have played or are familiar or have played old school games. You know, all the way back to the Nintendo Classic. That's kind of like why people love the Nintendo Classic a lot more than they love the Super Nintendo, because it's it's a it's a three game button. It's a, three, it's a what four game or a four button four button machine three button machine, and you can play all and you can play and you can play all these classic games and 
have a good time and not much forward thinking for the old school folks. Now, for the a younger generation now, it's not going to be something that appeals to them, right? But what Octopath Traveler does for the old school generation is they give that homage to the people who remember this type of RPG that hasn't been that hasn't been in the market for such a long time. Yeah. I mean, for me right now, for Octopath, I would love to play that fucker right now so bad. But considering what I've read and what I've seen and what involve what what commitment it involves to be in to be to be able to complete this game or progress in this game, it's not something I can do in my life. That's really my it. No, yeah, and that's definitely going to be the hit with a lot of people. Is that it's definitely something that that's what I kind of miss about games nowadays is that nobody has that. You have to work your way to uh, to earn that ending. Like, you don't really hear that anymore. Because, like, a good example would be, uh, let's take God of War, for example. I mean, you can choose to do it as crazy as I did and do it on Give Me God of War mode, where I earned every one of those. Uh, I've earned every one of those cutscenes. Every one of those cutscenes I got was something I earned. Like, I did blood, sweat, and tears to earn it. Whereas people that played it simply on easy, it was just a cinematic movie to them, and they didn't really earn those cutscenes. They never earned that ending. You, you just were spoon-fed it. I had to literally, like, climb through the pits of hell to just get a cutscene. And, you know, that's why I choose a lot of the harder difficulties because I miss that you had to earn it. Yeah, I know. It's it's one of those things. But I would never recommend anyone play Gimme God of War mode. Jesus. Oh, yeah, sure. um, yeah, you're right. Again, for a third-person perspective game like that, aside from its rich story... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an adventure for anybody committed to such a game for a good long while, right? To get the most out of your buck out of one game. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I can say I got my money's worth tenfold just from playing on Gimme God of War mode. Definitely. I got my challenge and I got my story. I got everything. Uh, Valkyrie mode made me pull my fucking hair out, but I did it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but hey, it's selling like hotcakes. I mean, even Square Enix doesn't realize Dark is even the director is super happy. How I'm glad. I mean, Jesus. I mean, it would be really sad to see that they put this much love and dedication into this game. Like, yeah, there's some flaws here and there. Like, we can sit here and nitpick shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, come on, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous fucking game. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah, there's some blemishes here and there but i mean everything i mean what is what isn't wild nowadays with like a blemish or two it would honestly make me really sad that they put this much love and dedication to the game only to find out that they weren't going to make money off of it and potentially just can the whole series yeah um i I think that's what i wish bravely default came to the switch i mean there are a lot of Square Enix games, spinoffs. I call them spinoffs because hey, uh, but you never know. when you when you yeah. think about Square Enix, yeah, you're right. When you think about Square Enix, you think Final Fantasy. Everything else involving Square Enix's name, about any uh, boy, everybody's thinking Gh3. Yeah, I have said Suna. You know that game, right? The Bravely yep. games. Now Octopath Traveler. I mean. Even Secret of Mana, 
right? Like those old school games, right? They have their own identity. That's how mm-hmm. off the charts they are for, away from the Final Fantasy's freaking franchise. But um, it it is it is a thing where like, to me, it's like I really wish in my time of day right now I had that much time to play Octopath Traveler. I really do. Consi- yeah, considering I I work almost every day, and my free time I spent it either you know, playing other games that I can get through faster and enjoy mm-hmm. quick compared to Octopath Traveler where I have to cram my ass down and really sink my teeth into it and letting my days go by. It's kind of like, I don't have that luxury anymore, you know? And and, then, and and that's one of the reasons why I personally, I can't play it. I, I can't do it. I would love to. I mean, hopefully Square Enix decides to say, hey, we're going to patch this game where it's a, a it's going to be easier, more streamlined for newer comers, for newcomers. Or two, they're, they're going to make the grind less grind. Right? And, that, and, and, that, and that'll be an option, not a mandatory solution. Right? That'll be an option. I, I, I think because I think Default had that option. It had yeah, that option. Dude. You could say, hey, you want it hard? Grind. Hey, you want it easy? Less grind. Boom. Bravely no, Default right. wanted to have those, have those options. I don't know why, in particular, Octopath Traveler didn't have that. I think as a perspective, perspectively speaking, because the Switch isn't a portable thing, it's a home thing, primarily, and it's a, it's a powerhouse, I guess, in Nintendo's fucking game space, right? I think uh-huh. what, the, what Square Enix was thinking at the time is like, this game will have a long lifespan. This game will have a long attention. This game will be in everybody's homes and screens, right? It, it, it's an optimism that involves an influence of what the game is for the player down the line, right? Yeah. And that's the thing where we're, th- we're, we're thinking, who's going to like this game, right? Who's going to like it? That's what they're thinking. Who's going to like this? Who's going to want it? Is it going to be fun? Is it going to be addicting? Is it going to be attractive? Is it, it going to appeal? Is it going to reward you? Is it not going to reward you? Is it going to kill you? Is it going to make you bash your head in or break your controller? Like the good old days, right? I think that's why... Th- Octopath Traveler is as pure as it is right now is because I think they were picturing the old days where like the NES or the Super Nintendo games were on your screen. Pray tell you get to a safe spot before your game or your, your cartridge decides to kick the bucket and fuck you over and start all over again, right? It's, it's one of those things where like you, you had the pleasure of coming home every day, I guess. And and, yeah. and sinking your teeth into the game even further, and knowing that you had so much more to go through to experience the characters, the story, the environment, uh, the conflict, the climax, the ending, right? And it's something that we don't see often anymore. And I think Octopath Traveler has that big selling point: is that that's what makes it so attractive. For me, in particular, I would love this game if I could play it a different manner. I would lo- I would I would pick this game up right now if it, if, if Square Enix said, hey. We understand some people are concerned. We're not concerned. I know some people are turned off because there's a lot of grind involved. Guess what, guys? We have an option for you. Here's one where you can turn off less grinding or no grinding, XP boosts, et cetera, et cetera, and still enjoy the story. But you, but that's an option, right? I think, I think, I, I think, I think, like you, 
like you think of it like what you went through playing give me god of war right you want to play in the hardest difficulty because that's the purest form of playing the game right i think mm-hmm. that's what octopath traveler is right now it's it's in it's a it's a purist it, it's a game of of purist mentality yeah right? that's what it is right now it's it's a, one of those for for either the developers or whoever was involved <laughs> or the old school consumer everybody's looking at it as a purist game right they're not looking at it as a modern a marketable thing to have while appealing to the younger generations that might not have the time or want to have the time to play it and really sink their teeth into it. Me in particular, I can't do that. But yeah, that's that's my opinion on it. I would love down the line for this game to sit to to give me the option down the line. I'm sure they can patch this in, no problem. They can do the whole what they do with yeah. probably a switch of a button. They could probably do that yeah, real quick. Just, all right, guys, we'll just we'll make it less grindy. So it's a mass. Like everybody, I'm sure I'm not the only one who says, hey. I would love to play this game to death, but I don't have time to grab my ass off, bro. I got a job. I got kids. I, I work full time, right? If I had one day off and really cram my teeth into it and have a lot of accomplished, you know, have a lot accomplished, I would really dig it. But considering how slow I have to go through and not get my ass beat. Oh, no. If I only had one day to play games and that was it, I'm not playing that for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one who has that same mentality. It's like, this game is amazing. I love JRPGs. I love RPGs. But I would love a modern spin on it, too. And the modern spin is, hey, let's make this grind less grinder grind friendly. Right? Let's, let's, let's eliminate this or let's diminish it completely. Right? Diminish it a lot to make it yeah. more accessible for the people who have lives, like, 24-7, right? And, and mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, where I am. Where I just can't pick this game up because of that, and Damn. that's my two cents, you know. Damn. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny how Square Enix has a much better time making the spinoffs than they are making a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> because I mean, Final Fantasy games seem to be the most polarizing of the bunch. But when it comes to these spinoff games that they've made, including this one now, it's it's a success for them. It's it's one yeah. of those things where like, it's like Square Enix. It's like Square Enix turning into SquareSoft right before they merged, in like mm-hmm. late Super Nintendo era, when when mm-hmm. when Final Fantasy was the only focus in everyone's life at that company. But now that they have I mean, their spin-offs, really they they branch out directors, they branch out development teams because they got the fucking money. I know they got the money, they got a lot of money, and and they make these rich, unique experiences that that they've done already, but they. Give us more, and it's richer, and it's unique away from the Final Fantasy franchise. And that's what I love about this game so much, too, is its art style. It's writing, to me, is kind of a, eh, you know, a little bit of theater arts. But I can yeah, dig it. You know, it's, it's, it, for me, it's, it's something I can enjoy and, and, and the options that it gives you. My God, eight, eight different character branches? Like, that's rich. That's yeah. rich. But it's it's just for a lot for me and for me in particular it's just inaccessible in my life. I, I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. No, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The spinoffs. I mean, look at their biggest spinoff of all. Just became their main franchise, the Kingdom Hearts series. That's definitely one that was started off as a spinoff. And and, good that's God. Money. and 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 to back that game's bone up, 
is Disney involved. It's like it's Disney characters. Yeah, you said Secret of Mana, the fucking uh, the Hitman series was another thing by Square Enix as well. I mean, those are pretty much spinoff games. But yeah, I can see what you mean. I mean, Hitman, I wouldn't count it because technically Square Enix bought the property or borrowed the property and then they sold off the property of the original development team, Crystal Dynamics, I think, or Eidos. Mm-hmm. You know, or I think what, and, and then they merged and Square Enix ate the name. And then they had a branch of a different developer and they named it Hitman. But yeah, I mean, in the old school generation of days, Square Enix has had good success on the spinoffs, different JRPGs. And then, hey, you never know. I mean, Sooner came to the Switch. I don't know why that hasn't been. I mean, hey, I mean, they're bringing the world ends with you. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah, what is the world? So, yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, if you want to talk about just spinoffs coming to the Switch, I mean, you know, maybe the. Maybe, um, Maybe those Bravely Default games. I mean, they are DS games. Maybe they'll jump their way over to the to the Switch. Never know. I mean, there's a big enough following with Bravely Default for it to. I can see it coming for sure. These would have been questions I was asked when I was having uh, elbows with them at uh, at my lunch party for uh, for Bravely uh, for uh, Octopath. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I'm like, man, dude. I mean, I'm sure if Octopath Traveler would have been on the 3DS only, it would have had that feature where, like, people are on the go, they play on the small screen, it's a go, it's a come and go kind of thing, right? Where people just, like, you know, they got 30 minutes to spare, they're going to play some, and they're going to enjoy a lot of it because the game allows it to be, right? Because the developer said, hey, we want to enjoy, we want to let people enjoy these games as much as they can in their spare 30 minutes at lunchtime, right? That's the appeal of 3DS when it comes to, like, this game design when it comes to JRPGs or RPGs in general, right? That's what Square Enix has done so well with uh, uh, Bravely Default and Default 2, is like they had that accessibility with that same series, right? For people to just say, hey, I want to sit down and, pl- and eat and play some of this. I got through about a good hour of it in my spare time and enjoying the game. I'll come back to this later, right? But now yeah. it's like you're going back the old school route where it's like it's not going to be the same uh, same approach anymore. So, I mean, for me, that's kind of like the bummer. No, yeah. Well, I, I, I wish I had this perspective. Um, I don't think they would. I think they would have probably kicked me out. And I probably would never be invited to another lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I told them. But, uh, yeah, I was at the launch party at uh, on Sunset Boulevard. How did you even get invited to that? I don't even know Nintendo doing launch parties for anything. <laughs> it was just, uh, hey, um hey danny uh we are having a launch party for octopath would you be interested in uh, attending and it was a yes or no i clicked yes and it took me to a link and i pretty much uh just it asked me do i want one ticket or do i want two and i know the missus loves square enix because uh trying to get me that uh that brownie points you know um yeah uh, sunset um it was the the eight bit something i forgot what that place is called but it's pretty much an art gallery yeah yeah there you go Oh, they had it there. Uh, yeah, they had it there. Uh, we went in. Uh, keep in mind, the event was an 18 and over event. Um, so you had to be over 18, obviously. Um, they checked IDs when you walked in. Uh, you walked in. Um, they fed us food, honestly, which was surprising. They bought, uh, out of all things that they bought, Nintendo and Square Enix bought Portos for everyone. What did you buy? Portos. Oh, my you know, God. You know, sweetbreads and uh, and uh, 
and empanadas and stuff like that. So, you know, they fed us. It was cool. And get this, too. Um, open bar. Wow. Yeah, an open bar. No, no, no. So, you, so um, you walk in. It's still the store. So, you know, they have their records on sale. And there's some people that have never been there. I've never been there either. So they had some records right there. You know, you're able to purchase some things, um, which um, it's cool. They have records of, like, Ratchet and Clank and uh, and uh, and Pokemon and stuff like that, too. We also um, bought, um, before I forget, too, while I was at the store, We, uh, me and Lauren bought uh, a signed record of um, – of, um, Oh my god, goodness. Um you you'll you'll know the name. I I'm skipping on the name, but um the game soundtrack that won a Grammy, first video game Grammy. Um Journey? Journey, there you go. Yes. Wow. Yeah, we bought a uh, signed by the composer too, which is wow. very nice. So that was cool. Um so you walk in and you can they have um some of the uh, on one side, it's still their record store, so they're still selling the records and art pieces and stuff like that. On the other side, they had um, um, actual um, art of the game. Um, they had the character sketches as well as their 8-bit forms, too. And, you know, a brief description, but these were concept arts. So this was, like, the first time it was being viewed publicly. So that was pretty cool. Uh, you walk in a little bit more. There's the food. You can go and get portos, and they'll give you food and panadas. And they were not stingy on how much you wanted. I went and told the dude, like, oh, I just wanted, like, one or one empanada. And the dude's like, no, 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 dude. He's like, I can get you, like, four of them. You want four of them? And I was like, oh, shit, like, uh, okay, okay, I guess. And the dude hooked me up, too. So I was like, shit. And even Lauren just went in there just getting dessert. And the lady hooked her up with, like, ten little mini like parfait things and i was just like shit um and then when you walk even further back um they had um had a booth set up they had a couple of the game uh, a couple of booths with the game running um they had a, a photo place where you can take pictures with the 8-bit background which is totally cool um then they had an open bar where uh, that's where they checked ids to see if you we were 21 but beer wine spirits it was pretty cool um, we got to drink there. I got completely fucked up, and uh, and another thing too is that they were actually uh, when you walked in, they gave you a ticket, and they were raffling away. Uh, get this, they raffled away um, ten digital copies of Octopath and eight uh collectors editions of Octopath. You would just got them just for attending. What the fuck? Yeah, so people that walked in literally. There are people that walked in and walked out with the free copy of the game or the collector's edition. And um, there was also a lot of representatives that were there, too. I talked to um, um, a couple of people that worked at Nintendo of America. Um, I've talked to some people that also worked there that were uh, worked at Square Enix. And um, we didn't actually know about this, but apparently um, Lauren ended up looking information about this. And... Uh, Apparently, the voice actors were there as well that voiced the game, but they were under contract to not reveal that they were um, the voice actors, that they were just there simply just that Square Enix invited them to simply let them unwind. They They didn't want them to work, pretty much. They just said, you know what, go. If you want to tell someone, tell someone. But you know what, we're not having we're not making you work here. This is your guys's launch party. Go have fun. There's drinks. 
Like, there's food. Like, go enjoy. Like, don't worry about it. Like, be around the fan base and watch your fan and watch the people that are loving this game. Like, the expressions on their face, and they did. And and also, there was like a shitload of uh, Twitch streamers. I mean, and I can tell they're Twitch streamers because they have the fucking Twitch jacket, so they think they're all badass in the bag of chips. And apparently, there was like some big heavy hitter Twitch people. I don't really watch a lot of heavy hitter. Twitch people, but uh, there were a couple big YouTubers and Twitch people there. So there, I was rubbing elbows with literally celebrities there. Hey, wait, hold on. Is this um the launch party was in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Was it so? It was like by Vermont and Olympic. Uh, it was on Sunset. Oh, it was on Sunset. On Sunset. Oh, never mind. Okay, I'll have to look it up. No, you have to look it up. Unless they have another one, it's called Apex. Um, from what I was talking to the to the representative of Nintendo, um, because somebody um went up and me and this one dude went up when we found out he worked at Nintendo. And he said, "You know what? First things first. I shook the dude's hand and said, "You know what? I know you're like not the only one responsible, but I just want you to bring back a message to everyone in Nintendo. Like you guys created my childhood, and you guys made a field that I'm very passionate about, and maybe." Yeah, there you go. And I just went and told the dude, like, you know what? Thank you very much for, like, sent, like, I told him, like, literally go back to your headquarters and tell people, like, you guys uh, generally have done a lot in my life. And I want to thank you guys for that. And then the dude was just like, uh, so we started asking him, like, questions about, like, why they chose the dudes and why they don't have more promotions like this. Um, apparently, they said that this was an experimental thing. And that they wanted to see how the Octopath one goes. And if it went really well, they were thinking about doing more in the future. And he may or may not have hinted at maybe one for Smash Brothers. But um, he definitely said the turnout was... Um, he definitely said, though, that the turnout was perfect. That they loved it. Because it was still a weekday thing. Keep in mind, Octopath came out on a Tuesday. Um, so the launch party was on Monday. Um, it's still a work day. There's people that have things to do, you know, stuff like that. Or did it come out on a Thursday? I don't remember. Or if, no, it came out on a Friday, didn't it? So you guys basically scored a free collector's edition? No, we, we they raffled it off. I, we didn't win. Mm. So I still had to pay my copy, unfortunately. But, yeah. um, but you know, at the end of the day, it was uh, it was fun. You know, I got to talk to some people that worked at Nintendo. You know, I got to hear some insights and stuff. They talked about, like, their work stories and stuff like that. It's, oh, man, if you can, like, dude, if you were there to sit there, I, I was telling Lauren, too, I could sit there and listen to this dude talk about just a normal Tuesday at Nintendo, and that would be, like, the greatest fucking story of my life is just listen to this dude. So um, they, did you get invited to this? I, like I said, I just opened an email. I just got an email from Nintendo that said, hey, like, would you be interested? You're in the Los Angeles area. Would you be interested in? I'm pretty sure it's not uh, a quote unquote. E- I'm pretty sure it's not. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not invited because I'm a celebrity or because I'm a Twitch. Obviously, there, it's not because of this fucking podcast either. Otherwise, you would have been invited too. But uh, I think, honestly, it's more like they saw that I'm subscribed to Nintendo and that I and that I do like talk a lot about Nintendo maybe on my Twitch or something. I mean, on my Twitter. And that, uh, you know, maybe they saw that I'm in the Los Angeles area and they just looked at their newsletters and saw it. So I lived in Los Angeles and they're just like, oh, 
sent, and I was probably just one of the lucky people that got sent something. Yeah. I mean, it also could just be a complete fluke, and maybe they meant to send it to someone else, named Danny, and I happened to be on their mailing list, and I got clicked. But you know, if I ever get something like that, I'll tell you to to look it up because um, it was a real good time. They took care of us. They made us feel like we're how important. About, how credit was it? Um. You know what? Um, definitely the room should have been bigger, and I would definitely vouch for more elbow room. But overall, it wasn't. It was crowded, but you never felt like you was not. You didn't have enough room to breathe. And they pumped the hell out of AC. They pumped the hell out of that thing. So <laughs> as much people as there was, people drinking, all those video games going off. Everybody. I'm, People were bringing their switches. Everybody playing video games and all the electronics that were in there. You would think all that would just create extra heat. It would just no. It was you. You could you can make respalos in there and sell them. That's how nice and cold it was. Um, it was just a fun. It was just really great. I mean, uh, it was it was amazing. It was definitely something I'm. I definitely like loved, and I got completely drunk and trashed, and got to listen to this guy talk about Reggie. It was pretty cool. Uh, so I mean, it was cool. It was definitely fun. Um, if I ever get invited to something like that, I'll definitely tell you to keep an eye out for your things. But uh, it is definitely something. And then they were very appeased by the by the turnout because one of the biggest worries was that it was still a weekday, and that they said that um, no offense, but people in LA have this tendency of of uh making um, RSVPing for these things and never showing up. And that they yeah. overprepare for these type of things, but he said the turnout was amazing. And everybody was super friendly. Everybody was nice. There was no fights. There was no people getting intoxicated and being stupid. It was literally a love. Le- like everybody was just there, just showing love, and it's exactly what they wanted. And they looked very turned out, very happy. Uh, when I was leaving, there was a line of people like shaking the Nintendo representatives' hands and telling them, you know, thank you. I was one of them too. I went up and told the dude, you know, thanks. Like you guys didn't have to do this. You guys could have just released the game and not give a shit, but you guys not only fed us, you gave us drinks, um, let us have a good time, got to play the game early, gave out copies, but um, you know, you guys treated us like, not like uh, consumers. You actually treated us like, you know, like, like family, I guess. And it was, it was nice. It was, it was fun. Definitely cool. I got a parking ticket too. That was fun. Because <laughs> you know those LA fucking streets, you know, with ten fucking traffic signs on them. You can't park here, but you can park here, but you can't park this way, but you can park this way. Ah, oh, good times. That was seventy dollars down the drain. That was fun. But uh, yeah, it was definitely cool. It was a cool launch party. Definitely cool. I hope they do more of those. That's, that's pretty legit. Man, you know, you know, if they do one for Smash, my boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, everyone and their mom are flying down. <laughs> uh, it's like that that make me like I fucking hate living in LA as much as the next person. But you know, it's things like this that like, you're just like, oh shit! Like finally, something cool happens in LA. Yeah, but no, it was cool, and yeah, I think that will cover uh, Octopath. Uh, for something that we didn't play that much of, we had a lot to talk about Octopath, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was quite it was quite a deal. Like, I mean, 
This is like where Square Enix, like I said, where where before Square Enix became Square Enix, they were Squaresoft. Squaresoft, think, yeah. This is the purest form of what Squaresoft was back in the day because I know there's a lot of developers that are still there that have been with the oh, company yeah. since they were Squaresoft. Right? Hell yeah. So the talent there is freaking old, man. It is old, man. So I know, I know a lot of that old talent has been had had to be pulled over to the, do this because I know they like to let the new the new uh the new youngins work on the Final Fantasies because they have more. No, but this also shows this also shows the youngins too that people still love this old school sixteen bit era type of stuff. Doesn't matter how yeah. much more sophisticated or advanced we get. I would still choose Yoshi store. I would still choose Yoshi Island over fucking any new Yoshi game that would come out ever. Yeah, I I know it's it's cool. It's it's a really good thing. It's it's like one of the best things the Switch has right now. And I hope I see the best things. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I would say definitely at least for the next month or two before uh before you know them boy before Ridley starts coming down. You know. Um. Oh boy. I already requested the next two days off. Oh, I requested Let's Go. Uh, I didn't request Pokemon Let's Go, to be honest. Uh, I'm kind of just going to just hit or miss. If I get it, that's cool. If I don't, whatever. But for Smash, I got the day and the next day for Smash for sure. Uh, I ain't fucking around with you. I guess that's uh that's uh that's that's pretty crazy. That's I think there's, there's a lot there's there's a lot that Octopath Traveler also obviously offers because I know I'm I'm from the '90s generation when that shit was like no no joke like it, it was religion to commit to an RPG like that and and, yeah. and 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 just pray that the game would not fuck you over like the cartridge would not freeze. Or somebody didn't kick the fucking console or stub the console and just fucking freeze. Yeah, I don't think more than the kicking. I don't think freezing was really a big deal when you bought a new game back in the day. I mean, playing it now, for sure. Yeah. Game. It, was, it, was, it, was, it, it was if your console still worked properly. <laughs> I know for sure. I have my copy of Mario RPG. Um, you have to sit and play the whole thing in one sitting. If you turn it off, it will reset. There's no save option. No, there's a save option in the game, but my game has been played to hell. That I think that that internal battery is just dead. Oh man, Ooh. I know for sure. That, and I've done it before too. My RPG is not that long of a game. I have done fucking twenty. I have done a whole day run of that game before, multiple times. Boy, but uh, of- yeah, I, I was. Guess- also, I was telling Lauren too, like uh. Should I tell the Square Enix people that they should uh they should do a Mario RPG two? And then she was like, No, I don't let you come back anymore. And then and then so that was when we were taking when we were talking to the Square Enix people. I was like, Hey babe, should I tell them that uh to make Mario RPG two? And they're like, No. And then when we were talking to the guy to the Nintendo guy, I was like, Hey babe, should I tell him that uh that Waluigi should be in Smash? And she's like, You're not gonna get invited anymore to anything. <laughs> I wanted to tell him, hey, where's Luigi? I was like, that's cool, you guys have <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's heard everything. I'm pretty sure. Like, I, 
I mean, that's that's pretty much Octopath Traveler for for you and me in a nutshell. Uh, damn. Moving on from that, I guess we can talk about what you mentioned earlier regarding Friday the Thirteenth. I know the game. Um, I know the game is basically uh, knocking on knocking on Hell's door because they're practically they can't support it anymore. They can't support it. Um, I have a friend who religiously plays this game. She re- religiously plays this game, and she loves the community. And she loves it to death. Bugs and all, glitches and all, and um, I just, I don't know how I feel about them releasing a collector's edition for a game that's literally that you know you're gonna buy, yeah. and that you you're buying a game that is no longer getting support, and because it's no longer getting support, some community might have already left, and you might be buying pretty much uh, a lawbreakers, a uh, physical edition yeah. lawbreakers. That's what I'm afraid of. Because believe me, I want to get into Friday the 13th, and I've seen the price drop a little bit. And I've seen gameplay of it, and it looks like it's just a fun, stupid version of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. And it, it looks like it's a fun, like, it looks like something that you and me and the guys would literally, like, just play once and just have a good time just fucking around with it. I think that's really cool. But I'm, I'm, I'm is my biggest thing is jumping into this game and finding out, oh, it's Lawbreakers. I have two people on the server, and that's all that's playing. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a nice thing to do, like at this point, just to include the whole thing. It's got a mask. It's got a it's got a collectible. Man, I, can, I can put a hockey mask. I can go down to the Walmart right now and buy one too. I got a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that it's come to an end, but it was a popular passion project. For all the old school fans of the horror genre, I mean, it could. I mean, who's to say? I mean, if they win their legal battles, they could technically keep going back to supporting the game. Yeah, I, I hope. I mean, who knows? But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth even saving. I think at that point, just try to make like a sequel. But I, don't, I don't know. Well, who knows? I just feel like a little iffy about it. About buying a game. That's pretty much yeah. Like that's like saying that right now. That's like saying that they released a freaking collector's edition of Destiny One right now. And say, hey, you want to buy Destiny One, but this fancy new collector's edition it has a mask, and you're just like, oh, but if I buy it, is there anybody gonna even be playing it? And you know what the fun part is? It's not even available right now. It's a pre-order. I don't know when that version. Yeah, they don't even know when. They don't even know when. I think September. I don't quote me on that, but for something that's already maybe, yeah. But that's ah. Uh, but then again, that's like something like like the Destiny one when they did two collector's editions. It's like, why I, am I gonna buy collector's edition? Now get this. Maybe this is all a marketing scheme. But the new, if you haven't heard, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. I, I hope, I mean, that's that's what she said, or that's what people have said, one final time, quote-unquote, to do the Friday the 13th movie. Damn, they're going to reboot it again? No, I don't think it's a reboot. I think it's a, a closure. A closure? Oof. <laughs> My boy. It's a, it's a closure to the movie with Jamie Lee Curtis herself, the original actress of that movie. Oh, boy. 
my boy. Oof. Well, I, I mean, think it's coming out this year. Uh, yeah, it might be coming out this year. Um, I. I don't know. It could be a marketing, but I feel like that community was already a niche community already as it was. And for you to divide it even further as a marketing ploy would have been probably the worst PR mistakes ever. You already have, you already have a dwindling community that's barely hanging on. And for you to just have to sit there and, and give them the ax. And then people are just like, well, I might as well abandon ship. There's no point in even holding it down anymore. And then just, come back later and be like, oh, it was just a marketing play. Like, oh, that would piss off so many people. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was something worthwhile to touch on. I just thought it was weird that anybody would buy. I mean, it looks cool. $80 for that thing, I believe. That's how much they're asking for. $80 for a fucking mask? I think. Considering you bought Payday for that same dumb mask for even more. Fuck you, Manny. <laughs> I love Payday. Payday is like my Left 4 Dead now because no one wants to bring back Left 4 Dead. So now the people got to do Left 4 Dead. When you see Left 4 Dead, apparently, uh, Turtle Turtle Rock Studios. Is it Turtle Rock? Eagle Rock? Turtle, Turtle Rock? Yeah, it's Turtle Rock. Like the guys, the people created Left 4 Dead. Apparently, they're looking for new hirees to work on the next quote Evolve. popular <laughs> oh, yeah, Evolve is finally killing it. I think, I think they're shutting down the servers September? Or next Damn. Hmm. I think next year. Evolve is officially done for. It's gone. Damn, that was just to jump into it, but now I'm just kind of like, oh. and and now I I believe that they might finally be working on Left 4 Dead 3. Who knows? Oh yeah, because Gavin's gonna give him permission to that. You know we can't do three. Can't count to three here. Yeah, if we don't have Half Life Three. What other three do we have? Uh, we're not gonna, the first three we're going to make is not going to be Left 4 Dead 3, I'll tell you that much. We'll go a Portal 3 before we give you a Left 4 Dead 3. <laughs> I don't even want a Left 4 Dead 3, to be honest. I would prefer, like, a Left 4 Dead, like, I wouldn't say a one a collection. I would say two had Left 4 Dead 1 maps. I would say just re-release, like, an ultimate Left 4 Dead edition that had 1 and 2 mixed in together. And re-release that on the Xbox and PlayStation and just see what the reception is and if people are kind of, like, lukewarm about it. Like, then obviously the, the market's dead for it. But I, I mean, it could just be because zombies are overplayed now. People don't like zombies anymore. But if people are buying it and they're playing it just like they did when it was originally released, then, dude, like, fucking make a sequel. And, yeah, that's when you hit them with the Left 4 Dead 3. But I just... I, I just remember you and me were in class in school, and you kept telling me that they were working on that Left 4 Dead 1 port to the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember we were all sitting there just like, yeah, when it comes <laughs> on this shit, fuck homework, and oh, here man. we are two later, or almost two generations later, and I still don't have my Left 4 Dead on my PlayStation. That's fun. 
it's the saddest thing ever. It really is. I mean, hopefully they they get to it, but uh, that's, that's everything. I think uh, I think uh, wrapping it up. I think we got one more thing to talk about. Oh yeah, it's it's about that sky. It's about no man's sky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, No Man's Sky finally come. Two years later, we're literally getting the complete package of what Sean Murray promised us two years ago, or more than two years Um, It looks nice. It's definitely gorgeous. Like, it definitely was like, oh, shit, this is exactly what I wanted when I originally bought No Man's Sky. Um, I mean, everybody's credit who, who were there at launch for this game on the PS4, you won't have to spend a fucking dime. You get a free update with the multiplayer and all. So, I mean, this is for people who are not into the PS4's, you know, uh, cycle. You know, who aren't in the PS4 fan base yet, right? But they're in the Microsoft yeah. and the PC and uh, really want to set their... I mean, for newcomers, especially for people who, who are devotees to the Microsoft brand and wouldn't dare buy a Sony fucking machine. This is a perfect time to get into No Man's Sky, I think. Isn't No Man's Sky coming out to Xbox? Yeah, that's well? why. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It's coming out. They're um, pulling out the new update on the PC and the PS4, and it's coming out like so, like as a complete package for Xbox. So One. It's, a free, it's a free update, right? That whole No Man's Sky Next is a free update, right? Yeah. For, for PS4, yes. Oh, so everyone's. But I mean, for people who have not touched it at all or didn't have a PlayStation, I believe, you can get this. You 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 would pay fifty dollars to get it on the Xbox One. Now the problem yeah. here is that a lot of people are saying. I mean, me in particular, I, I think fifty fifty dollars is a little fucking steep for what we're getting now. Fuck you guys. We paid sixty dollars for what I got yeah, then. Yeah, I know, right? About Two that. years later. Dick, both of you guys, fucking all you guys can eat a dick. I paid full price. There's people that bought the collector's edition of this game. Oh, I remember the collector's edition. But then again, I mean, I, I can't say it. Thankfully, I'm not involved in that. But then again, I'm saying this while I'm looking up at my collector's edition of Destiny 1. But, um... <laughs> but, but, um oh, man. I think $50 for what it is now... It's definitely worth it. I think that looks fun as hell. And they definitely have rolled out. And that's including the patches and updates yeah, that they've rolled out ten, prior. Like five updates that they uploaded on top of that. Yeah, where you can build bases and drive cars and stuff like that. I think that's dope. And, and they added uh, a third person perspective. So yeah. you got, literal, I think, animations. I don't know if they were from scratch or not, but you got third person party, third person view animations from your character. And you can yeah, actually see your character's costume. Yeah, your costume. You can actually see what your character, quote-unquote, looks like. Um, but, I mean, tacked out all that in with the previous updates, with the base building, with the, with the quote-unquote, hard mode, and uh, everything else. I definitely think now it's definitely still a $50 worth game. Um, I think it's solid it's- why would you think it's a forty dollar? I think definitely now they've earned it. Like, yeah, you can say it's old now, but remember, remember. I don't know if you remember, but I fucking remember. Remember I... when No Man's Sky was before, just before it came out, 
and it was starting to pick up traction on the PS4. I, I remember. It's not sixty dollars. I believe yeah. the game was going for forty or thirty bucks. Oh yes, and then Sony told them that they should jack that yeah, shit up. Yeah, and you're like, oh, 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 there's too much traction. Oh, oh, let's take advantage. And and that's yeah. what happened. That's, that's, that's what I've done. That's what I've done. Um, this is what I'm telling you right here, right now. No Man's Sky. Back then, if 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 Sony had said, okay, this is thirty dollars, we'll leave it at that, or maybe forty, fine, we'll leave it at that, tops. But sixty, no, eat a dick. Right, but if they stuck to that price originally, I I think it was going to be thirty. I vividly think it was going to be thirty, not forty. It was going to be a solid thirty dollar game because we weren't expecting anything big. The only gimmick that we were expecting from this game is it was a it was a dynamic, uh, generating planet type of sim. Right, like you you went somewhere new and it was always different. Right, that was the gimmick. That was the selling point of the game. That was a solid $30 right there alone. Now, when they added all these other promises that Sean Murray kept yapping and yapping about on public television, on interviews and all that shit, and it never happened, then Sony decides to say, all right, we'll put it at 60 bucks. shut your fucking whore mouth, let this game come out. It's going to be a disappointment, but we don't care because we're taking advantage of the people. We're maximizing profits. And that's what happened. I still remember. The backlash went- wouldn't have been so bad. The backlash would have not been this bad for No Man's Sky if it had stuck to the original selling price, which I believe was thirty or forty. It would have not been this fucking bad because shelling out sixty bucks for a more for a less than a fuck. Not, you can't even call it unfinished. You can you, you can call it an alpha. You, you when you call a sixty dollar game, it's something that's actually finished at least ninety percent. This game wasn't even fifty percent done. I remember I went to planets and I named the planets and all the animals and all the plants. And there's like a couple of dozen, if not two dozens of things to name. And I would name them and I would give them like proper names and actually like think about it, name everything on that planet only to then realize that I was going to go to a different planet and never see that planet again. I remember I was there. I did it. Oh, um, I mean, for me personally, um, because I have platinum the game, um, I definitely yeah, you, have like done a hundred percent base game. I, yeah, uh, with glitches and all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you better patch now, but I ain't gonna play that shit much longer. I'm gonna get that fucking platinum, but um, um. What was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I platinumed it. Um, I have this tendency of never really replaying games that I've already platinumed unless it's something like um, amazing, like something you'd need to go back. And like the only games off the top of my head I can think of that were games that I would honestly go back to be playing would be things like uh, the Rock Band series, uh, The Last of Us, uh, Uncharted Two. Um, Games like that, games that are revolutionary, that I would go back, even though I platinum the game, and I would go back to play it again, just because I had the niche to play it again. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky is one of those games that they definitely um, changed it up and they fixed it. Um, 
It's something along the lines of something like the division or something along the lines of destiny or, you know, those games where they have the option to go back and fix the game up and change some things. So that way people, it would appeal for people to come back. Um, those games I don't like to go back to because I already planned it and I don't like, I mean, there's really nothing for me there anymore. I mean, sure, you can sit there and say, well, you already bought it. And then there's the gameplay and the aspect. And then shouldn't that be rewarding enough? But it's, I already put my time into it. And I'm one of those people that first time impressions are everything. And the first impression was definitely uh, not uh, great. I just remember sitting there with Lauren and just like, she's just like, why are you trying to plan on this game if you really don't like it? And I said, well, already bought the game i i might as well fucking uh might as well fucking do it right i mean i already bought the game i i already spent the money i can't return it i might as well make the most of it and play the game and just finish it and just, just put it away and that that's it that's done is done but um um it's definitely cool um for those that avoided it like my brother and jesus i would definitely now throw the game at them and say dude like play it play it for me in other words, I would – I want someone to experience it and play it now because I definitely have worked their asses off for it. But I would never get – I wouldn't get the satisfaction of playing it because I would still bring back memories. I'd rather just live it off of watching someone stream it on Twitch or on YouTube or watching my brother play it and just get the – get and feed off of his or their reactions because – if I were to play it, I would never. I wouldn't have that same reaction because they would. They can still just remember just me going to those islands and uh, naming this plant and thinking of a really unique name to name this plant, and then just knowing that, and not knowing that as soon as I made it to the to the middle of the planet, that it was just all gonna, <laughs> gonna, gonna and um, it didn't matter that I named this planet. Fuck my fuck whatever the fuck I named it, <laughs> and it all it it took them. What did it take? Like people like, what did it take them? Like a whole year of the game being released before someone finally landed on someone else's planet. I hate. I, hey, not, don't forget, there was radio silence from this come from Hello Games. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't play. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, as much as people want to bitch and complain for Hello Games being completely quiet, what could they have said to have made it better? There's honestly nothing. They could- I, I when I think about it, like when I think about it hard, like really hard, like rock hard. I think that Sony came to their doorstep and said, "Here's a gag order. Shut your mouth. Let it pass." Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I can see that. But honestly, yeah. at the end of the day, I just remember people just going like, they need to say something. They need to say something. And I just remember in the back of my head, just like, okay, what if they say we're sorry or we're working on it? What is, that's not, you already know they're going to be working on it. You already know since day one when that game got released and the feedback came back. Well, you're still making bug fixes. You already know, you already know Sean Marie already called his booking. No, no, no. We're going to have to cancel that cruise. Your boy's got to go to work. 
for the first time in forever. And uh, you already know that they just canceled everything. You knew that they were probably going to go and celebrate, but you knew damn well that they stopped after the first review came out and said, oh, fuck, we need to go back and work on this shit. Um, and, and I think, I think was, I, a, lot of, happy. a lot of what happened when that game launched, what was it, 2015? 2016? Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. 16. Yeah. When that game launched, there was so much hate on the internet. You could not avoid it no matter what website you went to. Oh, about, about Hello Games or No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. You could oh, not yeah. avoid it. You could never escape it. You couldn't even say anything positive. And I would love, and I was one of the few people that actually spoke positively about No Man's Sky. Very, very minimal positively. But positively nonetheless, and I still remember people just being like, oh, you're mentally challenged. And I was like, (laughs) but No Man's Sky is still not that bad of a game. Right. People could could still say, man, this game would have been a good $30 game, but not $60. Because that's what a lot of people complain about. Like, people would have been like, okay, it's $30. It's a shit show. Nice try, Hello Games. Nice try, Sony. You did your best. We'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. I only spent 30 bucks. I'm not worried. But I spent 60 fucking dollars and I got this piece of garbage that wasn't even finished. The online didn't work for for days. Nobody said anything. Sony didn't say anything. Hello Games didn't say it. Dude, I'm telling you this right now. I remember when, when Sony, I don't know what they replied to, but I remember Sony replied. Sony replied to one of the uh, gaming uh, gaming websites. I don't know who, and, and they couldn't even say anything positive. All, all they said was, "We're, we're thankful that the, success, the launch was a success. Uh, we look forward to people who continue playing it in, in this universe, and it'll get spread." Uh, please redirect all your questions to Hello Games. <laughs> you know what? I did remember reading that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that was a good one. Yeah, it, 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 they, oh my god, dude, this is like, uh, oh my god, Sony couldn't, Sony couldn't come back, come, come out of this door with a straight face, like, they knew the uproar, oh, and they knew the uproar, they said, okay, this happened, go talk to Hello Games, not us, yeah, that's, that's not us, we, we that's just that, fucking, we just put the PS4 logo on the cover, we didn't do shit, Basically, what they said—they they literally fucked them over really hard. And mm-hmm. I think, and I, I know, I don't know who in Hello Games or Sean Murray in particular said I, there was an influence, there was power struggles. Sony wanted this, we didn't. Sony said to tell, Sony said to say this, but we weren't ready. Sony told so we had to remove this, but Sony said, Sony said fine, but don't say it. Say you did. A lot of scheming. A lot of scheming was involved in this game's release. Like, marketing. I would love to honestly, like, get a full... Like, this is one of those things that you could see. This would be one of those video games. 101 right here for the gaming industry. No, this is something something along the lines that you would love to see a documentary of the making of. Like, something along the lines... Like something along the lines of uh, of Atari of the twenty six hundred uh, ET game, or something along the lines of the original Destiny, 
like a, a definitely I would love to know about the development of uh of No Man's Sky, but I think we're miles away before we actually start getting full concrete details. And even then, because it's bought up because it was a Sony thing, you know down well that they're probably are gonna keep their mouth shut and take yeah. this to their graves. Yeah. So this is probably gonna be something when because look how long it took for us to actually learn the real story about um, ET on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It took us, what was it like to, when we were when we were getting out of two thousand nine is when we finally started learning about the true about what happened and all that stuff. Yeah, freaking twenty six years later, twenty eight years later, like this is gonna be something nobody that we're gonna. Believed nobody believed it, and this is gonna be something that we're gonna have to talk about. Fuck when we're when we're in. Our, we're talking to our kids about this. It was it was one of the biggest gaming conspiracy theories at the time. <laughs> it was, yeah, and it's so happened. It just so happens that Sony's back on the market again with it now. It's crazy that that Hello Games like when when this game was being made. I think they had less than forty people working on it, or thirty. Oh, yeah. It was an indie game. It was definitely an indie game. It was a true indie game with a lot of fucking ambition. A lot. And they played with Sony, and Sony said, money, money, yes, 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 money. And, and, and they were reasonable at pricing the fucking thing. They said, oh, it's an indie title. It's an indie title made by, like, less than 30 people. We can see this appeal. People like it. Great reception. $30. Oh shit! It's blowing up. It's like a triple A game. Let's put it at sixty. Mm-hmm. And look what happens. It's it's it, it blows my mind. To Hello Games' credit, to still be able to shell out money and and redistribute this game and put it on 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 the Xbox, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But it's more grand on the Xbox. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see how that how how that turns out on the twenty fourth. Let's see if that's not still broken when I when I boot it up again. Are you gonna boot it up again? Yeah, I'm gonna boot it up again. Just I, I would, hubbub is just like I said. Just uh, with all jokes aside, like I don't think I would ever get the same uh, first impressions or everything. Like I said. Um, you only open up a gift once and get excited. If you open the same gift again a second time, it's obviously not as exciting. And yeah. it's just I'm not gonna get that sin that same sense of wonder and joy from replaying a game again. Um, like I said, there are very few exceptions, and it's normally story story driven games. Like I said, uh, the Uncharted series or Zelda or something like that. Those are something that you could take time off and go back and still be amazed because you notice something new or different. Um, this in particular with No Man's Sky, while I can still technically get something new and different, um, it still is, it still leaves a sour. Like I'm just gonna open up and be like, oh, it's okay. I'm I'm I know I can't name everything here because if I do, I'm just wasting my time because I'm still just gonna black hole out. Or okay, I still need to go farm credits because I need credits to buy better ships. And don't, don't forget that. Don't forget that this game. Is literally where where it should have been two years ago. Yeah, it, this is how it should have been at launch. And honestly, I honestly could have seen myself playing it for the rest of that year. 
But instead, it delegated to me playing it for literally a week, and uh, it's been on my sh it's been right there on my platinum shelf for. I can lift it up right now. In fact, I'm gonna lift it up and tell you that there's dust underneath it. What is my mess? <laughs> yeah, dusty as can be. Yep. Right above the division. That's uh. <laughs> Or for when I, I, I platinumed No Man's Sky, Vision, which I platinumed before Tomb Raider, which before Fallout. Yeah, but you can tell how desperate I was for a good time after that because after No Man's Sky, I platinumed Dead or Alive Extreme. So take that with you, with you will. Yeah. I, that game broke me so much. I need to go look at anime tits to make me feel better. <laughs> how long did it take you to platinum that game, though? <laughs> Uh, no Man's Sky, literally a week, I believe so. Uh, Extreme Beach. Oh, oh, well, that one took me a good month, but that's because uh, <laughs> <laughs> my boy, I was my time. I was not in the. Uh, the <laughs> got, got wild. Uh, the gimmicks got old as you play. I mean, eventually you see everything, and you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. But uh, I, I took my time. I took my time with that. I had a good time with that one. That that game's still getting updated. I'm not sure if you if I ever told you that, but that game was still getting updated. Oh, it's still getting updated in Japan, huh? No, is it? Was, well, oh yeah, that's technically a Japanese only game. Yeah, Japanese. So technically, yeah. yeah. So technically, yeah, I'm getting still updates. Um, because when I played on that game, that was like <laughs> or like new new uh no, title, DLC. title updates and DLC title. Well, Fuck. Okay, okay, let me let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Um because uh when I was playing this game was when uh that was getting uh when I was playing Dead or Alive Extreme was when it was getting that update to incorporate VR into oh, it. Shit. But pretty much um oh yeah, you didn't know that that game has VR support? No. You can go, oh, you can you can get you need to uh, when this is done, I need you to go YouTube that and get up you can get up in there. You can get up in there, my <laughs> Jimmy, you get up in her. You get up in her. Oh, um, no, but um, but I'm, what I mean by um, there was definitely title updates. I know for sure within that month of me playing it, I've at least gotten like at least two updates. And keep in mind, I got this game. It's when I got this game, it wasn't. It was new. It was still in the package, but it was. Yeah, it was my birthday gift last year. Um. But um, what I'm trying to say is it wasn't a new game when I got it. Like, it was a new game, but it wasn't – It was. it's been out for a while when I got it. So the fact that it was still getting updates way after the release was really cool. Um, And what I mean by, by DLC, like, there's still DLC. Like, you can buy um, – you can no, buy – well, they have, two, they have two – well, pretty much in the Japanese version of that game – Um. Uh, you can buy the physical edition, which has everything, or you can buy a digital-only version of the game, which is a, like a light version of it, which I believe starts off with... Um, okay, so the, the physical, the retail version is everything. So it has the whole shebang. Um, the, the digital version, there's two versions. There's the digital version, which is the whole shebang, or there's the free-to-play light version, Oh, where you download a light version of it. And I believe it has Kasumi... It has two girls. I forgot which one. I think it's I could be wrong. I I obviously know your wife who's not. You know, you gotta pay. Oh, is not there, huh? 
Nah. She got two um, fucking popular after four. Mm-mm. <laughs> she got two popular after four. I'm telling you right now. She was not that no, popular. She was it. not that popular. She oof, my, my boy. Your waifu wars are going out. Um, But pretty much uh, you were able to... Um, you can play this light version that has... um, I believe it had one girl. It's obvious. I don't remember which one. But you can then go to the PlayStation Store and choose to buy the additional girls or just the girls that you wanted. And you can just buy them. And pretty much you can end up getting... You can pay as much as you wanted to play Dead or Alive. Like, I, like the, Dead or Alive 5 is right now. Like, you know, they, they came out with... like They're doing that same uh, payment method. Where, like, you can buy the whole shebang. Yeah. Like last, last round. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like live free version of the DOA 5 with only, like, three or four five, characters. Yeah, exactly. And then buy who you want. Which I still... I think it was still. I think it added up the prices in yen, and I think it ended up becoming more to do it that way. I don't know why, but um, so there was that route too. And what I mean by DLC too is that they have the traditional DLC as well. But um, I do remember that um, I believe it was either every month or every week. I would have to replay it again to find out. But they had the store where it changed different bikinis. Oh, there was like a new bikini that you can buy with either uh, PlayStation dollars or with a shitload of their in-game currency. But um, and there were you know like like during Christmas time they'll have the holiday editions or during Easter the little bunny outfits. Um, but yeah, the really good like the really revealing ones, the ones that you want that you want are going to cost you some moolah for sure yeah they are, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but, um, oh man i mean it just matter. makes me sad that, that that's not over on the topic of it that makes me sad that that's gonna be uh the last uh version of uh boob physics we're gonna get from team ninja you know what though team ninja's working on another dead or alive no but didn't you read haven't you read some of the stuff they're cutting back on the on the boob physics big time dramatically this is news to me why oh you really haven't heard about this my dude oh yeah they've you need to crop onto an article after this um yeah they're talking about um they're talking about toning down a lot of the sexual innuendos big time just simply because um they want the game to definitely to rival they want the game to pretty much be M- uh reach mlg status and they feel oh! like Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, they're pretty they're much saying to, that not trying to make it the MLG market. Yeah, they're trying to make it competitive, but the thing is that people feel like the Dead or Alive series is, can never be taken seriously because yeah, because of the boobage. Yeah, because of the tits. But uh, it's still stupid. I always thought Dead or Alive was definitely not as as uh, technical of a fighter as Mortal Kombat or anything. But it was. What's really stupid that they're toning this down to begin with is that there's always been an option to turn it off completely. Has it really? Yeah. I never like since I never looked for it personally. I never looked for it personally. There's literally a meter. Like like Oh yes. That was a big old thing when we were kids. I forgot about that. Dude, I'm telling you. And and, 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 like you can make them bounce like 
and you're fucking like clubbers, bro. Or you can make them bounce normally, or you can make them not bounce at all. I forgot about that, but um, yeah, I don't get this enforcement. It's it's kind of stupid. Like, it, I, I guess the only problem with 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 DOA six being the boob physics right now would be the fact that the game is marketed with boob physics, literally. Like, I think the only problem. I think it's also like they're, they're thinking that competitive route, but then they're also just like um, they're just. I I don't know. I mean I mean it's it's also just the climate too because remember the you know the reason why they never release extreme here into the states is because they just because yeah, of all she, the she said it. Like we yeah. can't market this game because the appeal of this game, this type of game is a lot it's different. Shoot out. Yeah. yeah, it's going to get shoot out big time. Big time. The fact that the like the fact that he even said, hey, if you want to play, fucking import it. Like, import it. Which I did. Which we did. Um, yeah, it's just... It's just... It goes on more into, like, that SJW nonsense, but it's yeah. just... That's just the way the climate is. is that people are going to claim... And I feel like they're going to kill more of their... Uh, the Peel brand by getting rid of that than anything, but... That's their market tool. Like... That's what DOA has been known for. Like, oh, boobies. Oh, I've actually seen videos. I think it was a game theory thing, to be honest. But uh, I think it was like they went into like a whole um, depth that people in MLG that play this game competitively pur- purposely pick the more skimpier outfits because it focuses your attention on the character rather than yeah, what the- it distracts. It's a, it's a competitive. It's a competitive thing. The outfits, all the DLC outfits, are a competitive way of you using it because if you bought an outfit, a bunny outfit, compared to someone that has default, they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Then like, look at her, like in the bunny outfit, like that distracts the player. Yeah. And, they, and in the fighting game, having those split second reactions are what's gonna determine whether you win or lose. And you know, I don't really like the game theory that much anymore as a channel now. But that was one of the few things I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like you're right, like those type of changes in outfits can really uh, dramatically change how which someone again, can play. Which, again, I, I reiterate this, like, this has all been an option. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, that, that Team Ninja understands that it's something that they've been doing to market DOA here in the West forever, is the boobs. It hasn't, mm-hmm. been, it hasn't been your fucking fighting game. It's been yeah. your boob game. To be honest, they are right though. If they try to market that, if geez, I can imagine the fucking appeal. Like you, you know the it was a small backlash, but it was a backlash nonetheless of them not releasing the game into the West. Imagine if they actually released Extreme here in the West. I mean, compared to the first one, it's no big deal. When the first Extreme came out, yeah, it 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 didn't sell poorly, but it was critically rated poorly. Yeah, it was. Fuck no! No, it didn't. But the thing is, is like that climate. But the climate, like he says, the climate back then was just more. Okay, this is just this is just 
It wasn't the war on feminists. It was the war if you do that nowadays. Yeah, now, Jesus Christ, how dare you glorify women and only think of us as sex objects? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It really is. Um, Because I really do. And you know what it actually makes me a little bit more upset is I actually really do like these extreme volleyball games. I really do. Um, I'm not gonna lie and say I like them because of its of uh, the mini games. I'm gonna be blatantly honest. I like seeing tits. I'm sorry, whether or not that makes me sexist or not. I take that up with my fiance, I guess. But, like um, seriously, I, I I don't get that sort of like thing. Like that's always been the the appeal for for all the DOA games. The boobage. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, that's what makes me is that. If this becomes the norm, then we can honestly see the end of the extreme series. Because if this takes off, if De- if Dead or Alive Six takes off like this, and they keep keep in mind, they can still change this and keep the boot physics on and just say, you know what, fuck them. They're right. The fan base I said see this much. This is gonna the only difference that's gonna be between the Japanese version and the English, the West version, is gonna be tits. the boobs. It's gonna yeah. be the tits. And you know what? Down the fucking line, they're just gonna say, "Okay, guys, we're sorry. We're gonna patch the tits back in." Here you go, guys. Yeah, but then there's there's that whole backlash of you're gonna have women there just gonna come on and say, "Oh, just because a couple of men dreamed about it, now you're gonna put it back." It's 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 a lose situation for Team Ninja, regardless. It's a lose lose. They can't win. That's why they didn't release extreme into the west because it was a lose-lose situation they can release what extreme into the west and tone down everything and piss off the fan base and not have anybody buy them or they can sell it and have the freaking normies come in and fucking complain about the way that the game is it's a lose-lose regardless yeah the, the thing the thing about it is for me it's like again this has always been an option it really is it's just, it is an option. You come on. You're talking. Remember, the game journalists can't even get past the f- tutorial of Cuphead. You think they're going to find the tutorial, the options? Come on. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but, yeah but, um, I mean, it's, it I sucks. What you mean? Yeah. That's the same thing, just like with the Call of Duty series or with any other um, bloody, grotesque game. You can turn off the blood on a lot of these games, but do you ever hear the media whenever they complain about Call of Duty or anything back in the day? Like, the Modern War, um, Modern War 2, for example, that's a perfect example. The, obviously, uh, No Russian. Yeah. We've known that as gamers, as you and me, as people that actually follow the gaming media, we knew before this game was even released, before it even hit deadlines, before it even made headlines, that we knew that it was an option to turn off that cutscene. Yeah. Yes. They warned us ahead of time, hey, there's going to be a cutscene that's going to be very extreme. Um, if you're really sensitive about that, you can turn it off. And we've known about that. And we're just like, okay, cool. It's options. That's what we always like is options. But did the media ever say that there was an option to turn that cutscene off? No, they no didn't. No, they never did. That was the big, oh, my God, think of the children. And the same thing with the college movies when it started to become more popular with Modern Warfare. There's always been an option to turn off blood. Um, but do you ever hear them? You can even turn off the bad language in Gears of War for crying out loud. These are features that can be implemented. I don't, I don't get what's the big outcry about this. Yeah. Legend, for example, you can turn off cursing and uh, 
which they actually redubbed the whole i don't know if you know this too but they redubbed um um the whole brutal legends game in in mature and uh, a dub version for yeah, teen yeah. teen it down yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you can literally go from m to teen rated on that game yeah, and they redubbed it too. It's not a simple beep. They actually redid the voice acting. Yeah, they redid, yeah, they redid lines. So, so I mean, there, there's the op- there's these things that you hear about in the media, but they never do it. So that's why I don't think I, I don't. Think the problem, I think the problem here is it's like they uh, when it comes. I don't know why they're trying to push for a competitive uh, thing for DOA because honestly, DOA can never be competitive. They look at something like like Smash Brothers and uh, Dragon Ball Z fighting. It's because the the game isn't hard to pick up and play. That's the difference. But that's you could say the same thing with Smash Brothers. It's not hard to play. It's more of like it's hard to master. But but it's a tendency. But but the the difference between Smash and and DOA is 